From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun. And scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part three in our series, The Kissing Game. Today, we're talking about what keeps us from kissing and what to do about that. And I don't know if you all remember that quote from Julia Roberts in the movie Pretty Woman, but she at one point in time looks at Richard Gere and says, that's why no kissing. It's too intimate. Mm -hmm. And really, as we talk about what keeps us from kissing, sometimes it's the intimacy. Sometimes there are other factors which we're going to be talking about today. But first, we want to share with you a hug from someone in the one family. And if this is your first time listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, you may be thinking, well, what's a hug? Yeah. Well, first of all, welcome. We're so excited that you chose to tune in today. And a hug is actually an opportunity for you to hear from someone in the one family, someone whose marriage has gone through a breakthrough or they've seen transformation in their marriage. And this hug actually came from a member of Intimacy University who said, I am a man of few words. But from the intimacy, the five-day intimacy challenge in May to joining Intimacy U in June, our initiating has grown for both of us. From eight to 12 times a year to eight times a month, Yes, you read that right. We have our intimacy lifestyle calendar, have set days indicated and honor each other by honoring our days. Love it. That's breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Eight to 12 times a year to eight times in a month. Mm-hmm. That's a marriage that's being transformed. And we're so honored um, to walk alongside that couple and all of you. That's right. Right. Because as you're experiencing breakthrough, whether it's, you know, in the intimacy lifestyle or as we're here in this series around the kissing game, you know, transformation between husband and wife is at the very core of what we do. Right. And, you know, here we are. This is part three of the kissing game. And, you know, part one, we were, you know, talking all about that first kiss. Mm-hmm right? The memories associated with the first kiss, what that was like. Part two, yeah, last week we were digging into the science, right? All of the, the hormones and the, you know, neurotransmitters and all the muscles that are involved in kissing. And, and it was a little bit, you know, a little bit for me kind of geeking out on the science, Mm -hmm. Uh, but But I think that's important at times to in marriage and especially around something like kissing, which is so emotionally driven, so feelings driven, for some of us, it helps us to know and learn what's going on on the inside. Why is why are we getting those feelings? What's really happening? And I mean, one of the coolest things that I learned during that show in particular was the French kissing. Mm-hmm. What What an interesting swapping of saliva, which also was the swapping of testosterone, mm-hmm. which also was the the ability to help the woman, what her, her clitoris engorge. engorge. Yeah. It's, yeah. And so so it, you I have mean, this, triple down, this trickle down effect. And, and you know, a lot, what I actually just thought about when you said that is a lot of people talk about the butterflies and not feeling the butterflies anymore. And as I learned all about that with, with the hormones and whatnot, maybe that's how we actually recapture the butterflies mm. is stepping into that. And that really kind of was the catalyst for even doing this show specifically in this series on what keeps us from kissing, mm-hmm. right? Because last week we, we kind of got all the biology and, and how all the parts work together and, and the hormones and things like that. But, you know, 
getting into this place of saying, how do we take that knowledge Mm -hmm. and get over the hurdle, get over the blocks? And, you know, some of you may have listened to, uh, I hope you listened to Tuesday's show when we talked about, you know, taking off the ceiling in your marriage, using that phrase, that's not me. Mm -hmm. But as we said in the first of the series where I was like, I've taken on this identity for, I mean, Tony and I have been together for 26 years, you guys, Um, for 99% of our marriage. I have said, that's not me, right? I'm not, I'm not a kisser, right? Like, like all of these things that, you know, it hit me even preparing for this show and being in this series that all of the reasons that I would give for not having sex before we did our 60, day, 60 days of sex challenge and, and for, you know, saying no to sex and all, like all of that rejection, I've pretty much used those same phrases, those same um, excuses, all of that around kissing. Mm. And then it hit me. I'm like, but this doesn't even require me to to take my clothes off or to be alone with him. So what's what's the block? Mm-hmm. What has kept me from kissing? And how how has this been impacting our marriage? And maybe for some of you where, where this is the dynamic, where one of you has said, you know what? I'm not a kisser or that's not me or, or we've got these blocks. I've got these mental blocks around kissing or maybe it's actual physical blocks. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But you know, what would happen if the two of you started taking steps towards each other to, to remove those things that keep you from kissing and, and to see what's possible in your marriage. Because I can promise you, if you've been saying, I'm not a kisser, this isn't my thing, that it has had an impact on your marriage. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because I can look now and, and even just some of the breakthrough that Tony and I are having literally in, I mean, this is week three of this series. So it's been two weeks where I've been like stepping up my game. I feel like we've had some breakthrough. Oh, definitely. Okay. I just, I, I want I, like, I actually did get a compliment. I think, did you say it on the Tuesday show where you're like, you know, you've been, I think you said it on the Tuesday show where you're like, you, you know, you have been no, you yeah. know, more passionate I, kisses. I, and I'm pretty sure I did, but <laughs> if not, you, you have been. And, okay. And, and, and I'm not fishing for compliments. It's more just talking through what's yeah. been going on. Yeah. 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 It, I would say for sure it, it has been a, a journey in these last couple of weeks of what we're experiencing, both from a romantic kiss mm-hmm. to an intimate kiss. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say that, I'm saying from the places where we're just kissing each other with no expectation of anything happening further, mm-hmm. other than we are going to be kissing one another, to intimately kissing one another while making love. And mm-hmm. even in even in though even in that spot, it's changed. And so it's really an interesting dynamic to be a part of and see that it's not only impacting what I think you thought it was going to be was more of a, hey, I'm going to make sure that I am kissing, Mm -hmm. that we are going to make sure that we're locking our lips and and all and 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 getting all that good, you know, all the good, um, the dopamine and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff, you know, going off, but that translates into our bedroom. Where mm-hmm. you're also more like receptive and open and wanting to to go there together, mm-hmm. and it's it, you guys are getting to listen in on a real life experiment, mm-hmm. right? Because I didn't know when we you know started the series when we were even talking about the series when I said in my own head before I said it to all of you I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what my commitment level was going to be. I know when I tell you guys that I'm going to do something, like I got to up my game because there are a whole bunch of you that are kind of like, all right, well, will she or won't she? 
Gosh, it's it's, <laughs> and I'm just sitting here thinking. I'm just like all of a sudden just got like flashbacks of kissing, and the only times I'm gonna and I'm gonna and I gotta go there because it's just like whoa, how did that happen? But really, the only times that you in our years of marriage where you were more like open to kissing was when either you were buzzed or drunk. And that was more the earlier years of our marriage. Yeah, because I don't drink. <laughs> you don't drink at all anymore, well, really. I, I mean, I mean at all, at all. But, but I mean, yeah. you'll have some here. And Not there. like I used to when we right. were young marrieds. But it's just interesting, and because we're talking about what keeps us from kissing, and I'm like, whoa, that's sort of that's sort of interesting that those those were the routines that we got into mm-hmm. early on in our marriage, and, and I'm wondering as I think through that. Is that something that, you know, has kept us from kissing? Because maybe there is a part of you that was like, that's the only time I would want to kiss Tony. Mm. And, and maybe it's way deep subconscious. But I, I just, as we're talking about this, the only times I can honestly recall us really having those deep, passionate kisses, other than like right now and a few times in between here and there, was typically when you're a buzz or, or, or drinking heavily. And our first drink involved alcohol. Or our first kiss our first drink yes our first drink did involve alcohol but our first kiss did involve alcohol yeah, which too. we shared right and, and you know that what you just brought up there is actually true of a lot of couples um i didn't ask the question but i know from so many of the couples that i coach that because alcohol lowers the inhibitions mm-hmm. that's often when you know one spouse or the other is more affectionate is mm-hmm. more engaged there because th- there are all these blocks we we hear that often yeah that's we, we do hear that often and so it's not hey no judgment on elisa and i uh, on this I, the only thing i would say is if you are getting to that pl- place where you're a social alcoholic and the only time you can be around your spouse or do things with your spouse is when you are drinking you, you need to get help. You, you need to, to seek help. I've seen too many marriages honestly end in divorce mm-hmm. because it's like, honestly, every day there's a bottle of wine down by one or both. And I don't think that's the best way to live an extraordinary marriage. I'm not saying you can't drink. Go do, go do what you want. But, but when it is the only way that you can connect with your spouse by kissing them or sexually, I think you need to take a check. You got, you got to get to the root cause. Yeah, you got to get to the root. That, cause that's that's it. above and beyond what we're dealing with with kissing. But I do think it can be one of those places where maybe you and I—that's the way we we saw it in the early days of our marriage, and that's what we experienced. So what kept us from kissing after that is well, we we stopped drinking. I mean, we right. there was a time in our marriage where we didn't touch alcohol at all. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't because we were like, oh my gosh, we're alcoholics or anything of that nature. It's just, there are just times when I have become, I can get very, what is it? Dogmatic where- Rigid. Rigid. <laughs> yeah, I can. I, I mean, there there are times when I can just go, I'm not doing that anymore. And I just don't. I just, I don't. It's who he is. And, 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 and those have happened. I mean, I didn't want to drink espresso or coffee and that was last January. And I was just, cause I was feeling gross. I was feeling sick to my stomach every time I had one, but I kept having it. I really realized the addiction to coffee. Um, but I was just like, I'm done drinking mm-hmm. and I haven't had one since, but, but just, that's me. I, I, I'm like weird like that. And you know, whether it's 
whether it's the alcohol factor or, you know, there are a lot of other things mm-hmm. that keep couples from kissing. I mean, I, I think that's an interesting thing that you and I can actually explore in depth because there might be something to that, mm-hmm. right? You know, when we got there, but it's also looking at, you know, we asked you all on Instagram, what keeps the two of you from kissing? What keeps mm-hmm. the two of you from getting into that place where, where you can be passionately kissing one another? And, you know, there were things, you know, some of the comments that came were work, stress, mm-hmm. right? Cause you're just, and, and I, literally you guys, this has been my, been my personal, um, struggle this past week. I've just been feeling very stressed and, and yet I'm countering that with, I made this commitment to Tony, so I'm, I'm pushing through, but you know, for some of you, it's the kids, mm-hmm. right? They're always around and they're always needing stuff. And so you're not, you're choosing not to make the time. Maybe it's bad breath, right? And there are a lot yeah. of different, there are a lot of different causes for bad breath. So I'm, I'm, and this goes for both men and for women and mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. Um, you know, you're feeling a lack of interest or a lack of desire for some of you, your spouse, you know, smokes weed or chews tobacco and that's not appealing to you mm-hmm. in passionately kissing them or, or maybe it's, you know, the stubble on the beard, right? It's just a little too abrasive, mm-hmm. right? So there are a lot of different things and, and a lot of these turn into, you know, sometimes they turn into a tug of war around wh- how we're going to kiss. What are we going to kiss? You know, are we going to kiss? What does that look like? And, and sometimes we dig our heels in and sometimes it's, sometimes it's not even discussed you guys. Mm-hmm. Or, or we we're so in, maybe it's a stressful situation or we're dealing with work that we don't stop to realize, wait a minute, what's, what am I letting go by the wayside? Because these other things are, are the distractions in my life. And, and we can get to a place where we just say, you know, and we've said it with sex. So there's no reason that we can't say it with, with kissing that, you know, it's okay. It's, it doesn't really matter if we connect like this, if we kiss like this, it, it's, it's not that big a deal, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, my spouse knows I love him. It's not a big deal if we kiss. It's not a big deal if, you know, if I don't make time for this. It's not a big deal if I just, you know, remember to do the, the quick, you know, millisecond peck. And, and I'm guilty of the millisecond peck, right? Where I'm just like, okay, bye. And it's kind of like, sometimes I even just like literally blow him a kiss. Mm-hmm. I, I won't even lip lock. It's just like, love ya. And, and, you know, we get into this place where we're thinking, it's not a big deal if we kiss. But in going through this series and, and going through my own personal life experiment, I, I, I'm pausing on the fact that maybe it is a big deal, right? Maybe we're capable collectively of shifting our mindset and, and rediscovering or maybe discovering for the first time how kissing can actually you know, create connection in your marriage and that, you know, all of these things that you had, like we were talking about in Tuesday's show, you know, that's not me. What if, what if that's the past you, mm-hmm. but you've brought your past into your present. And so you're, you're in this place of saying, well, but those things aren't true anymore. Or what if the two of you could actually have a conversation around kissing, not to point fingers and not to say, well, you don't kiss me or we haven't made out like this in forever, but to, to really get to the root of where that's coming from with the entire purpose of creating deeper intimacy, Hmm. right? Of fostering that connection and having a deeper intimacy, a deeper understanding. And and what would shift in your marriage if that was actually happening? What, like it it, it blows my mind because we're seeing in our own marriage. And and so we want to talk a little bit more about that after this word from our sponsor. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. 
OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So for me, and I want to share this with all of you, the first thing that I had to do is I had to ask myself, you know, what keeps me or, you know, as you two are you know, doing this, the two of you from having kissing as a true part of your marriage toolbox? right? What is, what is that block? What was it? What was it like at the beginning of your marriage? Have there been times when it's hot and heavy? When, when did we have the passion? You know, like Tony had that revelation and literally you guys, I mean, we're, we're three weeks into this series Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until, you know, here we are behind the microphones looking at each other and he's like, the only time I remember you kissing me passionately was when there was alcohol involved. Yeah, it's so weird. Like that that it's something that I would never think about. Well, obviously we haven't talked about it in 24 years of marriage. Right. And so it it just is that wow. Okay, well what what did we do? What was happening early on in our marriage or even in in our courtship that we've just sort of held on to that we just need to let it go. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we need to let that go. Maybe there maybe there is some underlying shame or guilt or whatever may be there that has like residually just stuck to us. Mm-hmm. That subconsciously is there and yet now it's like wait a minute. No, that those were still amazing times for us and we shouldn't allow maybe the the actual incidents that were around the kissing stop us from kissing. Mm-hmm. So, and, and for some of you, it may be not not even your spouse. It may be you had a bad kissing experience with somebody else. That is, so, what is that doing to you and to your marriage? Because you're still holding on to what somebody else did. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean. And so that's where this is just coming to fruition. And it's crazy sometimes when we're willing to be open, honest, and transparent with ourselves and with one another, what can come up? And I'm and, and, and believe me, you guys, Elise and I aren't going to dwell on this. This isn't like one of those things that we're going to be like hammering down. We got to figure out every little bit. And pe- no, it, it's, it's just a knowledge, uh, an understanding to look at that and go, okay, hmm. What was it? Let's address it. If there's nothing there, there's nothing there. If there is, let's make sure that we we put it to rest mm-hmm. and move forward. 
Yeah, it's really just, you know, I mean, part of this is, is asking yourself too, you know, when did kissing change in our relationship? Mm-hmm. Right. Because like Tony said, you know, the early years of our courtship and even our marriage, th- there was heavy alcohol. And, you know, it'd be, you know, Friday nights getting together with friends. It would, you know, all of these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And then we got to a point where we're like, you know what, that's not really serving us. And so we stopped the drinking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking back, because I remember saying to you, I think in one of, the, I think it was probably in the first show in this series where I'm like, but, but I remember times when we would kiss. Oh yeah, that's right. Right. I, like I, I didn't feel like from the beginning there was this gap right? This gap of connection between the two of us. And so, you know, as you start to piece, put the pieces of the puzzle together and say, okay, when did it change? Mm-hmm. Right? What, what, what was that pivot point? And, and I asked that question. I mean, this is a question, you guys, you know, when did X change, right? In, in this case, we're in the kissing game series, but you could use this for any aspect of your marriage. My coaching clients hear me say this all the time. When did, you know, when did the sex change? When did the romance change? When did the dating change? Mm-hmm. Why? Because if you can start to pinpoint when something changed, you can actually put strategy around it. Mm-hmm. You can identify what the root causes are. You can see what your patterns of behavior were up to the point of change and then what your patterns have been since then. It's like, you know, taking that question one step further and say, okay, well, what's kept our kissing in this limbo? Mm-hmm. Right? Why, why if, there was that, if there was that line where things changed, why have we not gone back to it? Is it because, you know what, work has gotten more, you know, chaotic? Is it because we're under more stress? Is it because we have these little human beings in our house? And, and so that's keep, you know, because we're running after them, well, we just don't feel like we have time. How do we make the time? Is it, you know what, um, the bad breath thing has gotten, okay, well, let's figure out a strategy for that. Right? There are all kinds of bad breath, you know, de- um, like mints and mouthwashes and and stuff like that. If it's, you know, and that's, and that's a hard one though, too. Mm -hmm. I I mean, for many of us, Hey, that, that's, that's a personal thing. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so that, that is tough to, to go, well, do I really, and do I really want to change? And so that's something that, I mean, you can discuss with your spouse for sure. Open up and, and yet, if that's something you're hearing from your spouse, there are two options you have. One is like, okay, let, let me start making some change. Let me start researching. Let me let me see what's going on. Or you say no, and then you continue to put a wedge between you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. And, and those are that's pretty much where you're at. And, and so a lot of it comes from a place of like, no, I'm okay. And so I, I get that because that, that seems, it seems very personal. It seems mm-hmm. very like, well, what, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm okay. I don't smell anything. What's, right. what's wrong with you? Well, and it's not just, it's not just that situation. It's, um, you know, if somebody is smoking weed or if they're chewing tobacco mm-hmm. or, you know, if a man has stubble, you know, th- those are situations that are going to be conversations and ongoing conversations. That's not like a one and done mm-hmm. in terms of what that dynamic looks like, because, you know, those are, those are behaviors mm-hmm. that, you, you know, you have to look at the entire dynamic in your marriage. And like, let me be clear, guys, if you have stubble, we're not telling you to, to shave your, your beard right? That's a conversation for you and your wife to have. It's a conversation to say, okay, you know, basically where am I going to draw the line? Mm-hmm. Right? What, what do we want in our marriage and what does that look like? And what are we both willing to do to get to that place? If, if this is something 
that you want more of. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, the two of you could be like, let me be real clear. With any of those circumstances, this could be working just fine in your marriage, right? We're discussing this because if it isn't working the way you want it to, this is where you can equip the conversation. Like we don't need you writing in saying my wife loves my stubble. It's all good. It's all good. Cool. You know, we're, we're addressing if there is tension around this area. If it's, if it's something that keeps the two of you, what does that conversation look like? And, you know, even going to the, after that saying, okay, well, well, you know, what are we willing to learn about kissing one another? You know, it's interesting because doing all of this study and I never in a million years when I was in college ever envisioned that in 2020, I would be studying kissing kind of an interesting, you know, like, Oh, never envisioned that in my life. But as I've learned more about kissing, it's kind of like learning more about sex and learning how our bodies work together and learning what works for me and what works for Tony and learning how how to take the lead with that. Mm -hmm. It's all the same stuff, you guys, that we talk about with the intimacy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like if you're practicing the intimacy lifestyle, right? If you're, if you're scheduling, if you're, you know, asking how, you know, showing how do I initiate, if you're having the conversations about frequency and, and desire and all of these kinds of conversations, why why can't you do the same thing for kissing, right? It's like that quote that we opened up with from Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. She talks about how intimate it is, mm-hmm. right? If, if it's something that intimate, then shouldn't we give it more than just a passing like, oh yeah, I, I kissed my husband or I kissed my wife, so I'm good. Shouldn't we if, we, if we adopt that mentality that it's intimate, then shouldn't we be willing as husband and wife to go? And, and guys, I mean, it's taken me 24 years to get here. Right. Part of the reason we get behind these microphones every week is because we want to accelerate this journey for the two of you. Yep. Let's shortcut that. So you don't have to you don't have to wade through all this for twenty four years or ten years or fifteen years. Let's shortcut this. So that way you guys can go, all right, what is keeping us from kissing? Mm-hmm. Going back and learning about the science, what was your first kiss like? Get the conversation going so that way the two of you can go, All right, this is what our this is what our kissing you know, intimacy lifestyle or kissing kissing lifestyle looks like, whatever you guys want to call it. It may be for some of you, this is truly a challenge that you want to put on together to go, you know what? We used to have passionate kisses. You know what? We need to get back there. And I want to say this one thing too, real quick. Many of you will say, what keeps us from kissing is that we don't want to do that around the kids. And, and I just got to, I just need to, to speak into this real quick. Be passionate around your kids. Show them what it looks like to have a loving and, and, and passionate marriage, an intimate marriage. Teach them about it. Tell them, when, tell them about it. Tell them when you had your first kiss. Be open with them. They're learning from you. They, they, they are. And it's okay if they see mom and dad kissing. Gross them out. Who cares? In all honesty, I mean, we have kids. We've been doing this for 10 and a half years. Our kids have grown up with us talking about sex. We have these conversations with them. They see us kissing. Mm -hmm. They have their comments. Great. Have your comments. You're going to see a husband and a wife, your mom and your dad, love on one another. Because I want you to be able to do that with your spouse and with my grandkids. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you better believe it, I'm going to be kissing around my grandkids. <laughs> so don't allow kids to come between you in your kissing. Don't. It, it's it, That, to me, is like, 
you got to raise up the next generation. They need to see it. My parents barely ever kissed around each other. And I think that's what I just want to show my kids is that it's okay. It's fun. It's not something that you only have to do in the car with some, some girl that you just met at school. It's, it's like you can do this in a loving and in passion an impassionate marriage. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. If you're not showing it to your kids, they're going to go find the information somewhere else. That they do. And, and whether we're talking about kids or we're talking about these other things, I mean, let's face it. If you get a rush of those hormones because you're kiss- kissing passionately, it's going to help you deal with the stress. Mm-hmm. It's going to help you deal with the overwhelm you're feeling from work. So why not do more of what's actually good for you? That's what I'm learning. I'm learning like the other day, you guys, I walked into the kitchen. I was having a really stressful day. I walked in the kitchen and, and I looked at Tony and I said, I think I need to kiss you now. And it was that moment that I realized I'm having breakthrough and that's the breakthrough that we want for all of you. That's right. So go out this week. Keep don't don't let the things that are keeping you from kissing continue. Break those off and start kissing on your spouse. Hey, join us next week for the final episode in this this series part four of the kissing game it's going to be the kissing challenge you guys have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week love you guys